Welcome to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. I'm Wayne Washington, founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. We help CEOs stop leaving money on the table while sustaining profitability to fund managed growth. The CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast is basically CEOs helping other CEOs with tips, tools, and techniques to implement company projects or other work activities on time, on target, and on budget. Let's spend the next 30 minutes together with my guest CEO and maybe learn some different tools to put into your CEO toolbox. Welcome listeners to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. The CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast is a podcast by CEOs for CEOs seeking to sustain execution excellence. I'm Wayne Washington, founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. All of my CEO guests successfully operate companies with annual revenues in excess of $1 million. Today, my guest is Adam Vasquez with a company called Merit. He's a president, he's a CEO of, Mer- of, of Merit. And Adam's company, Merit, can be found at madewithmerit.com on the web, on the internet. So, Adam. I love to thank. I like to thank you for being here today, and and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and join me today. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, I, I look forward to us getting into a good conversation, and I think the best way to get started, you hear the name Merrick, and I'm quite mm-hmm. sure our audience says, "What is that?" Let's let's take let's start there. Tell us sure. about Merit, what Merit does. So simply put, you know, I think we're we. We do market invention. So we create markets for entrepreneurs, uh, companies, groups, and, and market invention, you know, capitalism is going through a change, an evolution. You know, we're moving from a shareholder-based, you know, economy where a few get the reward, sales and marketing is driven around revenue, profit alone. It's not really about community building. It's not about ecosystems. It's really about selling products. When you talk about branding, it's about self-service, right? My company does this, we're great about this and everything else. And, and Wayne, I think we both realize is, is business is about community and it's about ecosystem. It's about yes. helping each other. It's about providing value. It's about, it's way bigger than a transactional relationship. And so when you think about the evolution of just consciousness as a whole enters in conscious capitalism, and there's a great awakening that is happening. People are waking up to just everything. And, you know, market invention is something that I learned in large Fortune 100 companies because I was former CMO in very large, large companies worldwide, globally. And, you know, it's a process I learned of how to, really embrace the group, embrace a more conscious approach to sales and marketing, but really goes well beyond what sales and marketing tactics are today. It's far more successful. We can get into that. But the point is here, we're building ecosystems, building markets that are sustainable 
platforms where you become the leader if you've successfully you know, brought people together to solve this pain and this challenges together. So it's a whole, this rather than shareholder, it's more stakeholder based, based model where customers, employees, investors, everybody gets value from the ecosystem, even your competitor, because the word competitors is a scarcity thinking mindset, right? So, so in why in scarcity mindset just gets you more scarcity. So, so th that's the key thing. It's more inclusive. It allows more people to come in and everybody wins. And, 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 oh, by the way, if you're the market inventor in the middle, you definitely get your share and you will become the biggest in the market because you're leading the market and becoming an organizing sort of faction that's pulling it all together. And we see companies like Patagonia does this very well. Salesforce.com does this very well. So a lot of entrepreneurs come to me and say, hey, I'd like to go get, you know, big is not my, what I want. That's just kind of a byproduct of doing it a good job and executing, right? Uh -huh. But a lot of times entrepreneurs think like, oh, I'm going to sell this product to an existing market or I'm going to copy what they're doing and do that the same and what ends up happening is any when you promote or advertise you fall into this followers paradox which means you're not just promoting for yourself but you're promoting for the market and if there's an established leader they're getting the benefit more than you are for your own sales and marketing efforts and 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 that's just you know the big companies don't need help getting bigger right right so right. so it allows everybody to really own their market their customers and, and not own it from a you know control but really have a platform for employees people to get excited about to cooperate and coordinate and everybody wins and and it's a totally different it's an evolved version of what sales and marketing is and that's what we do for clients big big and small customers to art for ourselves, we actually uh, invest in and build our own market platforms, almost like a private equity company. But private equity, in my mind, is is not what we're trying to do because everybody shares. Whereas a private equity, when only a private equity company wins, so so it's really about the customers win, everybody wins, and that's that's really what we're doing. Well, well, let me you know, let me ask you. One of the things I I saw in your um information about your company is it's a term that you coined called market invention mm -hmm. and and i think you even use it in a in a conversation we just in a, in a yeah. information you're just sharing uh as a ceo and, and as a ceo who's not familiar with marketing what does that mean help, help me yeah. what am i taking home with that yeah so so i'll go back to the market followers paradox so even if you believe in a higher level of consciousness and not you know uh selling personal data buying personal data and cold calling all that stuff which is old legacy sales and marketing thinking um it, it's really, you know, let's take a step back and ask what a market is. You know, a market really is a group of people coming together mm -hmm. to solve pain, you know, based on a shared belief system, right? Okay. Right. right? So, so that pain, there might be multiple markets in an industry around, say, transportation, right? And, and those, within those specific markets, each of us, a group of people have a different belief system that says we're going to solve our personal transportation we may believe in Tesla because we're innovative and we da, 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 da. 
or we might believe in Ford because maybe we're Americana, we believe in that, we believe in a rugged, whatever it is. It, it, you know, it could be high-end luxury or exclusivity, it could be environmental sustainability, like buying a Subaru, or could it just be utility, like uh, mm-hmm. like Hyundai is, right? So, and, and there's not a wrong answer, it's just a matter of this belief system. So, okay. so what most people do is they go into an existing market and promote and advertise a product that is a me too product or whatever, right? Okay. And what happens is, and this is the follower's paradox, which is basically this death loop you get stuck in, especially if you're not a small business and you're just getting into something where when you promote, even if you're doing, and and this is where a lot of entrepreneurs really get stuck up. They're like, oh, I need to do a search campaign. I need to do some social media. I need to do some promotion, maybe a billboard. Maybe I need to hire a sales team. The the issue is when they go spend all this money and they go out and get this doing, what they're doing is promoting the market and not just themselves, but the market. So what happens on the internet, we all Google now or or Bing, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what we do is when we see an advertisement or promotion or something else where we're in that purchase journey, we're looking for a new car or whatever, Uh we go out and do it on internet research, right? Right. And if we're our belief systems tied and there's some other company that is leading that belief system and you're promoting on that belief system or in that market, then all you're doing is spending dollars to get somebody to buy from the leader or the perceived right. leader. And it okay. could be if you're at a dealership in town, the established dealership down the street, or it could be it, it could be as simple as dry cleaning, right? There's always a there's generally an established leader in in an, a well-established market. Right. So the, the, how do you get out of this paradox when everything you spend is just going to keep you in a me too seat because all you're doing is looking left and right and looking at your peers and saying, "Well, they're doing this." And all, and what you're doing is you're following them off a cliff. So, so how do you break that shift in that mindset? And that's what market invention is about is creating a platform for yourself as an individual consultant or as a broader organization of like-minded individuals that now you're creating a new conversation, a new paradigm, a new shift, a disruption, a something that's shifting and it does require some innovation. You know, innovation comes in a lot of forms. I mean, it could just be changing the business model, could just be how you talk to people, you know, how do you, you know, that's, or how you use a social media. I mean, there, right. there is a lot of innovative thinking, but the point, the core point is if you're not the leader already, everything you do is going to keep the leader here and keep you here. Right. There's nothing you can do. And that's kind of depressing, right? So, you know, right. So what do I do? I can never be that thing. Yes, you can. But the problem is most people are reading the articles from the industry leaders. They're asking industry professionals and what they're doing is they're just producing more of the same. And that's just strengthening the leader's position. Okay. And everybody's got a market because everybody has a unique point of view, right? Everybody does. Everybody's I'm sorry for cutting you off, but um, sure. the, thing, the thing that that I saw in your literature and the thing I, that I know that was a resonant thing for me is the term blue ocean. I mean, I remember one of the, one of the key books I read in my career yeah. is Blue Ocean Strategy. And it basically says, set yourself up apart and you become the, the dominant leader. So I think when you're saying market market intervention, you're helping a client do that. You're helping a client stand out yeah. on his own. Yeah, well, yeah, in, in, in Blue Ocean's great. Blue Ocean's incomplete, right? 
Because right. Blue Ocean is only about identifying an opportunity, and it's also based off of the old stakeholder uh, uh, shareholder capitalism model. Okay. So, so, the, so when somebody implements Blue Ocean, well, it, you can't really implement it because it's, you know, it's like okay, put some Venn diagrams together to figure this stuff out. Yeah, that's market opportunity, but it's not holistic, and it's okay. not considering that that you're actually creating a market and ecosystem, a community. So, how do you do that? And, and that's where, as a marketer who is a CMO for Fortune 100 companies, before doing my own thing, I realized that, like, the limitations of it, like, Blue Ocean is great, right? You know, it's, it's an and-and, uh-huh. but the problem with it is, is it's incomplete, and it's a bit academic, and from an outsider's view looking inside versus an insider's view doing it and building uh, something that's further... And, and so, so it really only focuses on ide- opportunity identification, and it really does nothing to further along and like, how are we going to build this community? What's the campaign? What is the sales process? How do okay. we get people to change it? Like, how do I look into myself to determine what my point of view is? And, and again, it's about selling the other issue with uh, Blue Ocean or any strategy, traditional strategy, is that it's not, it's, it's about getting revenue. It's uh-huh. like, where can I find a market opportunity where there's a good total addressable market and there's a lot of revenue and everything else? When the new economy, that's not enough. You actually got to have a purpose behind you that is a sole purpose that you're actually trying to make impact and help people. And that's why it's based, you know, that's why market invention is based for, on this new model of conscious capitalism, where um, blue oceans and there's other sort of strategic selling and other right. things that are, comp- that are similar to blue ocean that are just based on an old capital- model of capitalism that's no longer relevant or and is soon to be very irrelevant. You know? Well, you know, as you as you talk about that, and I, I think it's 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 you're right. Things are changing. The market's changing. You know, when I uh, was about four or five years ago, I spent over three hundred thousand dollars on marketing and advertising, and it was in the old system. You know, and it, yeah. it, it was. I knew it was breaking down then because it wasn't working. Okay, right. So let, let's let's go back a little bit. Merit. Mm-hmm. How did you get started with merit? Why merit? What made you make take that leap? Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I had a lot of success in the corporate world. Um, you know, by the time I was 30, I was in the executive suite of, of billion dollars companies. Right. And, and, you know, that that's great and all, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm uh, grateful for the opportunities and I had some tremendous mentors and everything. So I'm totally grateful for the experience okay. and the people that helped me get there for sure. But I realized was, you know, there's gotta be a better way. And my, and for me, it was my own individual sovereignty, you know, and, and getting back where if somebody didn't like what I said or something else, then, you know, you, you're, you're 100% of your, your, your cash flow is gone. Okay. Or, and then and, and you have every eggs in one basket. Plus, you know, corporations, although they really want thinking and they want smart people and there's tremendously smart people there they're really there to protect the status quo in a lot of ways established large companies right uh-huh. right there's a place for for you know audience the other the other key challenge was that i was i believe that corporations are tied tethered to you know the old 
shareholder capitalism model, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things to that, uh, you know, just scarcity thinking. There's just so many things, and and I've written white papers on this stuff. But but the point is, was is is my own evolution at my at a soul level for me in my own conscious evolution. I realized that, you know, my journey did not was not going to happen in a corporate environment and what I wanted in my own life path. Plus I also wanted to create a lot more wealth for just, not just other people for myself personally mm-hmm. and for the people I love. And, and I spent a career making shareholders rich, you uh-huh. know, billions okay. of dollars of market cap growth. And, and I realized also that sales and marketing, I was doing something different than the sales and marketing industry, because I would ask, I would hire advertising the best advertising shops and the best PR shops in the world and the best strategy shops, you know, the Bangs and McKinsey's, the BCG's and everything else. And I realized none of them got it. They under, they didn't understand what we were really trying to do here. And, and so then for me, it was, it was like, well, how do I create a, how do I shift transition? Couple things, make, capitalism more conscious as a whole as a bigger mission and get people to wake up to their infinite powers and who they are and 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 that their souls are infinite and this is abundance and law of attraction all of that good stuff but also how could i transition an industry that was is dying Mm -hmm. the sales that certainly the advertising industry is no longer relevant and you're starting to see it with personal data facebook crashing 25% in loss. And that's all because, you know, Apple's saying we won't track you anymore. And then all of this data, because nobody wants to be tracked. So there's just a ton of unethical practices just happening everywhere. And I felt like there was, there was a lot of people that wanted to invent markets that believed in what we were doing, because I was my own first customer, that there was a huge opportunity to, to help a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs trying to do this, trying to solve big problems. Uh, but then also create wealth for myself, the team, for other people, and then and then hopefully transition the marketing and advertising industry from a persuasion, manipulation, scarcity model to one of the abundance and helping society and having real purpose. Because I, you know every industry is going through a transition right now. COVID really accelerated things. Right. Uh, but the advertising industry is literally on the uh, on the uh, death's doorstep, and it doesn't realize it, right? And there's so many good people and great people that tons of talent, and 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 could do really wonderful things for everybody. But uh, you know, they're focused on, you know, getting leads from people that don't want to talk to you, right. that aren't in your market, right. and you're trying to brute force it when or or trick people or fool them and and those are all harsh words i think there's a very good people with positive intents but the reality is the system is forcing them to act this way so for me i wanted to set set people free there's a lot of this is is not just freedom for myself but for everyone well you know when when you take a a a new concept like you're talking about setting people free uh getting out of the, the the old corporate environment and the the tradition status quo type environment you stepped out on your own. Right. That, that's, and you talk about that early journey. Journey. What were some of the, the hurdles and obstacles you ran into 
and how to how to overcome them. And I, I'd like you to be specific because yeah. our audience wants to know what you are doing to be successful. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the number one thing is think what I think and how I think, right? I, I think most people look at successful entrepreneurs or any success and they see the surface level, the outside of it. But mm-hmm. it all starts with how you think and what you think about. Okay. And there's tons of quantum physics out there now proving this is right, that this is actually all just a thought, a shared thought. Wayne, our conversation here is our two thoughts and just creating this opportunity here. Right. It's all created by thought. The whole universe is created by thought, you know, and, and there's tons of stories out there. So, I, you know, I got dug deeper into that in my own, my own journey, personal journey. And I realized that my number one thing holding me back were my thoughts and my self-limiting beliefs. And that's where I started, right? Okay. You know, self-limiting beliefs are like money doesn't grow on trees. Actually, it does. The, the uh, Fed is printing billions of dollars a day of this, actually. So, <laughs> so money is actually not scarce at all, or currency, <laughs> not at all. Right. Um, you just got to know where it is and got to be able to track it. And you got to be on that frequency. The other part was, you know, I... I was tired of brute forcing things. You know, it, there's a difference. It, and, and I played very high level of sports at the top level, played lacrosse at the top level. And I've had lots of accolades. I've coached teams with state championships and all sorts of fun stuff. But I realized that understanding how to be in the slipstream or the flow state and maintaining that flow, which is a frequency, which is being in an alignment with your thoughts and your body. And that is more important than anything else, because once you remove your decisions from a scarcity-based decision to an abundance-based decision, it changes everything. And what I realized, all my worst decisions were based when I was scared or some scarcity or something else that always came back to bite me in the business, with employees, whatever else. The but when I made decisions based on abundance, now, you know, if you've got to keep the lights on and you've got to make a decision, I mean, there's real realities to this, but the real key is understand those realities, but not and, and execute on those realities, but don't focus on those realities and certainly don't focus on the past because the past does not dictate the future unless you right. let it dictate the future. Right. So it's really trying to stay in that unknown place. And it's like, you know, some people say, you know, I'm not a religious person. I am spiritual. I'm not necessarily a religious person, but there's an old saying of let go and let God. There's a co-creation to all of this. And so mm-hmm. I think, so I think that's, it, that was the key element. I mean, I had the technical expertise. I've, I've, you know, helped with tons of M&A deals. So I understand how businesses, I had great mentors. I had customers right, really quickly, but my key challenge was, was, getting out of my own way, if that makes any sense. Well, it, it, it makes you a know? lot of sense, Adam, but, but it's one of those situations where you didn't just flip a switch and got out oh. of your own way one day. Help me understand that journey. You know, how, yeah. Early on, it, 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 how was it? How did how'd you make that transition? Yeah, so so I hit, I hit a wall in my corporate world. That was one of the things. I, I was looking around and I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, this is not sustainable. These hours, this effort, this this stress, any of that. So I hit my, my wall there and I was just like, okay, I'm going to time out. This isn't sustainable. I can't keep going like this, you know, traveling all over the world, doing all, you know, brute forcing things, right. Just kind mm-hmm. of just trying to like, I'll just put more effort, more effort, more effort. Cause more effort does not equal more results. Okay. And, and, yeah. and it's a fine line and that's hard for 
especially early entrepreneurs when we're starting, when we're the only ones doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, so because there's a lot of effort required. <laughs> um, but what I mean by that, it's not about work ethic and doing it right. It's it's more of like, okay, hey, how do I how do I get to a point? How do I move on from that thinking, right? So, so then. And, and then I realized like, maybe I just don't understand things like, okay, I've always been an optimistic person. I think okay. there's, there's a, just a lot of that. I had natural talents in that way. Uh, you know, I, I've trained a lot and everything else. So I started picking up skills that I didn't have. Right. And, but I think the book that set me off to this understanding a better self-understanding was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Uh-huh. And, and then it was like, wow, there's something to this because I have experience. So they really, all it did was just reinforce the experiences I had. I just wasn't calling them out in a, in a, in a systematic way. And then it was, okay, I don't know everything I need to do, but what do I know I need to do? And I started getting real conscious about listening to myself and my instinct. And then I started there and then I started there and I started there. Oh, I, I, I got feedback. I'm not as good of a uh, I may need to build my um, my sales skills. I need to, may need to build my leadership skills. I may need to build, and then it was just reading books and talking to people and having some successful client engagements and having some unsuccessful client engagements, learning about how to scale. I mean, I just became a, a sponge and, and it wasn't, and what I was trying to do, I knew who I was, but I was trying to pull my higher self out of my out of myself. And I'm still working on that, by the way. Yeah. And, and this process. Is, yeah, it is. And, and I've always been a continuous learner, but I really got really serious about it because I wanted to be at a higher level because I deserve it. We all deserve mm-hmm. it. So so that so I started reading 100 books a year. Um, wow. st- still do talking, training, anything I did in YouTube was a great, is still a great resource. By the way, YouTube is one of the most underrated resources out there. It is. And, it, it, you know, just there's so much information. Out there. There's good and bad advice in any, anywhere. Uh, you know, asking for help, you know, asking for help for two, from two places, the universe, but also people around you. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, and then just being clear on really working on my thoughts. It was the first thing was just identifying when I had a negative thought in my head and just trying to stop it. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. that self-awareness. And then it was, okay, I have a negative thought. Well, let me replace it with a positive outcome thought. And then it just keep reinforcing it to the point where you, you start to get a little muscle memory like sports and it's that consistency. So, so compounding and consistency and, and trying to do the right thing always, even when it was the hardest, that that's, that's the toughest stuff, you know? Um, it sounds like, it sounds like what you did was really worked on yourself. You, you, yep. you, did, you took a lot of work to work on yourself Now help, help me understand now. Okay. You're the CEO and you're working on yourself and you're building yourself up, but how do you tra- make that transfer into your employees, your staff? How do they start doing what you're doing? How do they see what you're doing? How do you draw, how do you make that into output? outcome growth how do you do that yeah i think you know when you, you, your team is critical right the people around you is what is your success right and your people around you reflect who you are right, right. reflect your thoughts everything around you is self-created by your thoughts that's the other uh-huh. thing everyone's got to realize right so if if something didn't work out for you you know universe is great god universe is good at giving you what you need not necessarily what you want and the other things like that so you got to be open-minded to how 
you know, it goes like this, not a straight path. You just got to be open-minded on it. Um, but the, my, my team started to see the change in me and they wanted to be that change also. But it took hiring people that I found were continuous learners, shared the vision, the purpose, where we wanted to go, all of that stuff. And not everybody was not, and you know, there's going to be some team members that still don't want to do this and it's going to be hard for them to, to continue. But like everybody started to say like, I, Adam's really happy. He's lost a lot of weight. He's like stress-free. He's making conversation. I come in all frantic and he's very stoic. Like, how do you get to that state? And then just share information when people ask. I try not to push it on people, but just kind of expose them to better opportunities and ways of thinking that are helping me. And then people start to pick this up and they, they, they start to grow on it. And then your frequency changes because everything works on a frequency and vibration, right? We uh -huh. can't see it, but we all are. And we're mostly water anyways, our bodies. So we're uh -huh. on one frequency. So as you work on yourself, you'll find people that are more aligned to you start to pop up. So it starts to become this own self-fulfilling loop, right? Uh -huh. So it's like, so, so it all compounds is, I guess, is the point. And, you know, I I've hired some great people that I had hired high potential that I cared a lot about. And I still do just didn't work out because they weren't willing to move into this self-development continuous learner because it's so important at merit. And that's our culture. That's our belief system for our market. It's, you know, people are infinite you know, abundance-based decisions, like all of these things, these values, these belief systems is starts with you and then trying to find team members that do that. And then, and then you just got to trust. I think that's the hardest part for sol solopreneurs or when you hire a first person, uh, you know, entrepreneurs tend to be entrepreneurs because they like to control things. And, and it's not like control people, but control the environment around them and everything right. else. I think we all, because we were out of, we were, didn't have that control necessarily in, in these other environments because you had other people influencing and everything else. Well, you're always going to have that, right? So, so I think, I think the trust piece is what holds a lot of people back. They just, you're going to, you know, if you're working on yourself and you're keeping a track of your frequency and how you're doing and you're doing the work, you know, you're going to get burned sometimes, but not most majority of the time, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And that's the key. Then that's the key. And you're just going to have to have some things that don't work out and trust the process and trust yourself. Well, but, when you, 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 I hear what you're saying. And you, you, you talk about the, the trust, the process, trust yourself, and you're linking with the universe. But what do you attribute your successful growth to? In other words, it, it it didn't happen by magic. You know, growth doesn't happen on its own. You have to you have to make growth well, occur. How'd you make? Yeah. So occur? so so we apply market invention on ourselves, right? So we live our market. I mean, that's the other part. You know, we we're, I'm not just saying this, and we do something else, right? I mean, we we're all in, right, in this belief system, and and sometimes we lose based on this belief system, but that's okay because they're not in our market. And okay. I don't want it anyways. It's the wrong customer, right? right. Or it's the wrong okay. employee. Like, okay. and it will hurt you longer. The, the sooner you realize it, the, the sooner you can save long-term pain down the road, right? Mm -hmm. But it's hard, right? Especially when it's hard with finding good people right now for some people. But again, like, is that a self-limiting belief? Like, I, I actually don't have a hard time finding good people. They start to come to us and they believe in what we're doing and it's great. So, so I, you know, it, it, the growth 
you know, I mean, the networking, getting out and meeting people, um, put, you know, being open, right? I mean, being open, like don't hold everything tight to the chest, open mm-hmm. it up. You will be surprised mm-hmm. that people want to help you, not, not take from you. And, you know, and if somebody wants to take from you, I mean, just recognize it. You might get burned the first time, but recognize it and then try to learn from that. So trying to, you know, trying to compound from previous mistakes. I mean, I had the benefit then over many entrepreneurs that I kind of got formally trained in this stuff, right? I, you know, I went to business school. I worked for the largest companies that have the best people, so to speak, and they really don't have the best people. They have great, they do have some of the best people, but believe me, there's a lot of limits there. Uh, and, and so I had that benefit and I had mentors. So I think really, really it is, honestly, it's being a master in your craft, right? Being whatever it is, you, you know, you just got to be serious and that's got to be your focus and, and, and not doing it ha- halfway is not worth anybody's time. So you got to go all in and you got to take that leap. It's not, you know, there's no little half steps in this, as you know, Wayne, it's, it's you're in it or you're not, you're right. on the ride or you're off. There's no right. like, ah, I kind of want to try this out. It's going to be a little side. Like I've never seen that work for people. Right. So you, and that's the faith piece. And then you've got to be really, you got to look at things from a different perspective. You got to look at it all perspectives and take all those points, but you've got to look at it a different way. You just got to say, and it can't be, usually it's not coming from the industry thinking as an example, we, uh, you know, our revenue from consulting, I mean, you know, when, when COVID hit, we we took a 50% cut in our revenue, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then there's a lot of uncertainty and, and, and in marketing in general, like people cut it off and they're like, oh, we're just going to put our head in the sand and we're going to get through this. Well, a couple things. Market invention is saving companies now. So it's like a totally different perspective. So we get more proposals and we know what to do with now. But the other thing, other thing is um, we just like, okay, how do we decouple ourselves from the standard revenue model from a client gives you hours and bill hours and everything else? So we started investing in Bitcoin mining. So we have a large, you know, large and growing mining operation in a few parts of the country that even if our clients disappear tomorrow, we still got more revenue than our client revenue is. Okay, okay. And, and, and because we believe and that's the belief thing. And I think the believing piece is really critical because if you believe in something, you can manifest it and create it faster. So, so you, you, you know, like we believe that in market invention is the future in sales and marketing because we've seen it work so well for us in everything we've done. So it always pains me when I see somebody just like, oh, I just need more social posts. Like, no, you don't. You were just some another dry cleaner or another trainer or another, uh, you know, ex- executive strategy consultant and or well or, or or you're just not going to get where you think you want to get to um, if you keep doing this. So you got to think about really who you are and what are you really bring into the planet and everything else. So I, it's just different. So again, an execution stuff. It's you know trying to fo- don't got to focus on the little things. And if you're not, if you're not good at the little execution detail and that's okay, not everybody is right. Right. And that's okay. Focus on your strengths and find people. If you're not good in finances, like 
Find there's tons of CPAs and accountants and a higher accounting firm. That's why they exist, right? You just don't even worry about it, right? Right. It, it, you just make sure you're profitable and all that other stuff. Like, it, and if you can't afford that, then you know there's ways to get crafty. Maybe there's part-time fractional CFOs. There's there is a solution for everything, and and you know when you can't find a solution to your problem and by the way there are no problems these are just opportunities to grow because those problems what what you find over time is those obstacles in your way mm-hmm. you have to overcome them or go around them to solve for where you're trying to go in the future so exactly. either way you can't ignore them you're going to have to so so the difficult stuff in my day i get done first right and then okay. that makes the day easier. But I, I start every day in meditation and I get in and I get abundance and I get into that high frequency of everything's going to go right. And when something does appears to go right, that's okay because everything's working to my advantage. I just can't see the advantage in this yet, but there will be an advantage in this. Okay. And that's the attitude that you need to. And, and, and what I see in most entrepreneurs has nothing to do with their execution, their skill, or any of that, it has always has to do with their mindset and what they think. And, you know, and, and it's, it's hard for people. To, and I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. It's hard for people to realize that because they've been the status quo is the status quo, and it's hard to break that mold. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's entrepreneur is a being an entrepreneur, as you know, is a is a is a soul finding mission in many ways, right? It's, 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 yeah. it's a self discovery process, and it's and lonely. And it's lonely. It is. A, it, 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 it can be very lonely, right? Because, you know, not everyone understands, especially if you're a solopreneur right now, you're trying to start something, you know, your, your, your partner, your, your, I mean, having partners and people around you is so critical. And, and if people aren't trying to enable you and lift you up and telling you that you can succeed and it will work and you do this. Now, I'm not talking about like people that aren't being honest with you. That's not what I'm saying. You know, you want people that are candid and honest around you. They'll tell you when you you know you have a booger on your face. Please tell me, okay, right? <laughs> yeah, like, come right. on, they're your flies right. undone. Like, you want honesty around you. You don't want a bunch of yes people, right? But like, I'm always shocked with how many people let negative people surround them and and hold them back. It's the it was the old crab scenario in the in the in the in the pot right uh-huh. like one crab's trying to get out and all the other crabs are trying to pull them pull right them back, back down. down right and so you got to eliminate get away from all those other crabs right and that's and that's that's a hard thing to do because you realize oh i'm not saying my sister but i have a twin sister but i'm saying it may be your sister it may be your significant other your partner it could be your parents it could just be some employees and, and they are all, you know, they're, they're trying to love you in their way, but they don't understand, you know, and that's the loneliness aspect. I think the biggest right. part to that. Right. So, yes. but you gotta be courage. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go all in halfway. It doesn't work in anything. No. And why would it work in this? Right. And well, so let me, let me switch directions here as we start to wind down here, Adam. Um, I want to look, learn a little about the man behind the CEO title. Who okay. is Adam Vasquez? You know, family, fun, causes. You know, what, what, yeah. what, 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 what's some things that make you that make you tick? Well, so, yeah, it's a good question. And I'm still learning some of this myself, you know, in my 40s now. But, you know, I, I, I for me, a few things. I was, a, you know, a studio art major in undergrad. So I love art and I, and I, and I just love that. I love sports, uh, mm-hmm. lacrosse, coach, 
I have two daughters, you know, happily married over going to be 20 years. Um, I, I really believe in my own spiritual development and my own thinking and my own ascension process and consciousness. That's a, just a big, important piece of myself. But I love the game of business and teams. And the reason why I like the game of business is because it like has all this stuff that we talk about. It has creativity. It has strategy. It has team, teamwork. It has people. It's where the action is. And, and so like for me, retirement is like, what's retirement? Like retirement is, is death basically so uh-huh. like and so like and it's not like i'm going to always be busy and everything else but i i just mean that i choose to pick things in my merit reflects what i'm passionate about the businesses that we work with are the things that i'm interested in okay and i build build the things that i'm interested in around my life and that becomes my life because why would i want my life to be anything else so i'm very designed focused on designing my lifestyle my around me the companies everything else the people who i want to interact with so i'm really purposeful and i've always been very purposeful about that and mm-hmm. so uh so that's just who i am i mean i'm a very positive person naturally i just believe that's the kind of style i lead mm-hmm. um you know, and I love to fish too. If I have time, I love to go fishing. <laughs> I say, when you find a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I make time, right. I make time and okay. that's the thing. So like people that don't have enough time to do something is because they just poor at time management and they haven't made time yeah. or they and haven't created systems to afford them time. And, you know, and, and it's not, you know, you got to make sacrifices sometimes, but maybe that's a limited belief. Maybe you don't need to make sacrifices. You just need to make more room for more things. And uh, so, so that's me, you know, I grew up in the DC suburbs, uh, you know, families from New York. I love, I've lived all over the world, multiple roles, you know, uh, for my corporate life, you know, studied abroad in China, you know, two masters in from Maryland um i'm just i just i love learning new things you sound like you're you're well-rounded i like a lot of things right i just i'm you know i love crypto i love bitcoin i didn't think i would but i really Mm -hmm. like it you know and that's and and now i just geek out about what's happening there and the trends and all that other stuff so yeah as we all it all unfolds as 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 it all unfolds in front of us right the process of our life right you just got to be open to that because you, there could be some new passion that you never thought you'd ever like. And then you stumble across it, just letting things unfold. And you're like, wow, like, I'm so happy. I found this and the people and everything else. So for me, it, it's, it's, it's living a meaningful life. That's worth living. That's fun. And you should have everything you want. I mean, why not? Nobody's telling Adam, you not to. We gotta, we gotta get ready to wind down here. And sure. um, I, one of the things it's just briefly, if you could, one of the things you said you want to talk about is a project you have called Toothfish. Can you mm. briefly talk about what that is? Yeah, so so it was it was a, a book I wrote a couple of years ago, and it's a great a book. You know, it's really when I realized that nobody, not nobody, it was fragmented, and only a few people really understood how to create a market and how to become a leader in an in industry. And so, and and I and I had read Blue Ocean and stuff, and Blue Ocean was kind of limited, and I was like, ah, it's missing so many pieces. So let me write a more complete picture for people 
that that can follow entrepreneurs or people that are executives in corporations, that sort of thing. And the purpose was that Toothfish was, you know, it's a is on Amazon. I, I recommend everyone definitely read it. And thanks for thanks for reading it. But like, it, it, I really, it's meant to genuinely help people uncover, you know, what their true potential is and create a community around them that makes everybody wealthy. Uh-huh. And I mean, wealthy as a general term and spiritually love, happiness, like generally happy wealth and money is part of wealth. And so that's, that's what prompted me to do, to do that. So, it, and it's funny, if anybody reads it, they also understand what my business strategy and my marketing plan is. Right. Two birds one stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. I mean, it, it, but uh, so I, it was my intent to help Aaron and I have a few other books coming out here, but uh, yeah, that was, that was one that's, it's my, my first book and, you know, I, I, I hope it helps and it's helped a lot of people. So um, I'm just grateful for having that opportunity. Adam, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the obviously good couple of things um, good made with merit, you know, the contacts us directly, or you can reach out to me at a Vasquez. So first initial last name, a Vasquez at, madewithmerit.com and I'd be happy. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn or or even uh, Twitter or Instagram. Uh, you know, those are all great avenues. Well, Adam, it's been great talking to you today. You, you, you talk about a lot of different issues. And I think the thing that, that sticks out to me is the spirituality you have, the rhythm that you're in. And I think the one thing that really stands out is you're a constant learner. You're constantly growing. And I, I think that's some, a good message to leave our audience. You know, be a constant learner, be a constant grower, and have that positive outlook. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for today for being thank with you, us. Thank you, Wayne. And um, I just, everybody will listen to Adam Vesquez, who named this with the company Merit. His website is madewithmerit.com. And you can, his information will be in the show notes and you can reach him and reach out to him and find more about what he's talking about. Thank you very much. And Adam, have a good day. Thank you too, Wayne. Wayne Washington here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. If you are a successful CEO of a seven-figure project-based client delivery environment and would like to be a guest CEO on the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast, please visit www.ceosecrets-execution.com and apply. If today you learned a tip or a technique to apply from my guest CEO, other CEOs would appreciate your sharing this episode on social media. To do that, just take a quick screenshot with your phone, then text it to another CEO or post that screenshot on social media. If you know of other CEOs who would be a great guest, text them and let them know about the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. The CEO you are thinking about would appreciate you including a link to the scheduling website. That's www.ceosecrets-execution.com. We are regularly putting out new episodes. 
to make sure you don't miss an episode, go ahead and subscribe today. Remember, your thumbs up rating or a five-star review goes a long way to help promote the show and would mean an awful lot to me and my team. Do you want to know more about my company, Grow Company Profits? Go to our website at www.growcompanyprofits.com. You can also follow me, Wayne Washington, on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to having you back for our next episode.